Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another Minecraft discussion. Uh, my name is Kimberly Quinn, and I'm here to have a chat, uh, well, continuing chat for some of you who may be watching the, the YouTube channel as well. Uh, but I, I want my whole plan here is to do an ACOA or Adult Children of Alcoholics series, which has been working really well on the YouTube channel. And I wanted to also extend this series to those interested in the Minecraft podcast, because though there's some overlap in the audience, they're not exactly the same. Uh, yeah. So right out of the gate, I'd like to do a shout out to Janet Jeringer Whitesis and also Claudia Black, because they were the two pioneers, at least the ones I listened to anyway, back in the 80s. These two women are just dynamos. And I remember way back when I was at St. Mike's as an undergrad, I was in an adult childhood alcoholics group at the counseling center and Claudia Black came to speak at St. Mike's actually and a little tiny powerhouse that she is. And I, to this day, you know, I just remember how dynamic that was and how it got me going on my, my healing journey really in recovery from, you know, um, growing up in, in an addicted household with so much turbulence and shame, you know, and uh, one of the first things that, Janet touches on is she has actually has a list here, but that adult children of alcoholics, uh, we often guess at what normal is. I mean, think about, you know, what incredible sense that makes, because when we grow up in, especially as, you know, when we're little children, our whole world is, you know, really small. It's our living room, basically mom and dad or dad and dad and whomever, maybe there's a grandparent around. You have a couple of friends that you have to be brought to their houses and picked, you know, it's like very, very small world. And so it's easy to grow up thinking that the loudness is normal. Maybe even the violence is normal. I definitely have violence in my house. And, and also this, this smoothing over of emotions, the blatant, not talking about emotions. And we, we, you know, we kind of learn from the ground up that this is how the world is because this is how our world is. You know, and also I'll say this, if I have some dual listeners that listen to the, uh, listen slash watch the YouTube channel, these aren't exactly the same. And also the reason is sometimes I can read little blurbs on this podcast, which I don't do when I'm, you know, uh, videoing out in the woods of full Giovanni. Um, but anyway, I'll just start out with, uh, I'm going to try and keep these a little shorter as well, because Janet kind of right out of the gate talks about, or asked this big question, when is a child not a child? And then she answers with, when the child lives with alcoholism, this is uh, Janet Geringer Whitesitz, and she, she wrote the book, um, Adult Children of Alcoholics, which has been on the, well, it was on the bestseller list for a very long time, you know, three and a half decades ago. And it's still, I guess we'll call it an oldie, but a goodie. Anyway, she says, when the child grows up with alcoholism, she says, but more correctly, when is a child not childlike? I love that. And she says, you certainly looked like a child and dressed like a child. Other people saw you as a child unless they got close enough to that edge of sadness in your eyes. God, I can relate to that. Or that worried look on your brow. You behaved much like a child, but you were not really frolicking. You were just sort of going along. I, wow, I can just remember that. I can remember just going through the motions of that. And I can remember feeling different and not knowing why I felt different. Of course, I also have the ADHD thing too. I, but I'm talking specifically about my family system. I remember on some level, 
just getting like, I don't think this is right, but I don't really know because I'm a kid and I don't see a lot of other people really. I mean, you go to school and that's structured and different, you know, but as far as other households and, you know, when you're seven and eight, you don't have a lot of exposure to other households. And um, anyway, so it's kind of can relate to that, to that feeling. And then she writes, uh, you behave much like a child, but you were not really frolicking. You're just going along. You didn't have the same spontaneity that the other kids had, but no one really noticed that. That is, unless they got very close. And if they did, they probably didn't understand what that meant. And, you know, looking when she talks about, when Janet talks about the same spontaneity, kids are naturally spontaneous, right? And in one of the other um, Minecraft episodes they did on the YouTube channel, not related to this, actually, but the spontaneity thing is what just tripped my my cord right now and led me to a squirrel moment, is that in order to, joy, joy is it, joy is spontaneous. Kids are naturally spontaneous and therefore naturally joyful. And so if you felt as a child, you had to be calculated and planned and have control and you weren't as apt to be spontaneous. I mean, logically, that you didn't experience very much of any joy either. And, you know, I, uh, you know, when I did the other, the other one on Minecraft too, I thought, oh, this is just such an important foundation. For some reason, I'm feeling this is even more important as I do the podcast for, for this is similarly, because it's huge to, to not have had a childhood or to at least not have felt that you had as much of a childhood as other kids. And of course, certainly there's no such thing as a perfect family. However, um, you know, thankfully, I think, you know, many children are able to be children and be free and kind of frolic around. And, and though for those of us who grew up in an addicted family, you know, we were surrounded by a lot of intensity, you know, and, and not all the time, which also can be confusing, too. Uh, but most of the time, you know, I, I definitely felt the seriousness in the air. And sometimes the levity wasn't necessarily authentic, which also had your little kid radar up because because you, then you don't know how to trust people. But that's a whole other episode that's coming. So. Janet talks about, um, you know, that the fact remains that the fact remains that you didn't really feel like a child, and she says you didn't even have the sense of what it's like to have a child's feelings. That is so freaking huge, because kids, as we know, are naturally, you know, playful and spontaneous, as we were saying, which you can't be if you're worried a lot. You know, you're six years old and you're worried about, you know, dad passing out in the recliner and not, you know, not making the bus or mom, you know, not doing her thing or, or just glazing over, you know, you know, the, the pink elephant with the purple polka dots on it on the couch and not, you know, talking about uncle so-and-so who's doing inappropriate things, you know, whatever. And she talks about, I like the analogy. She makes a, an analogy to a puppy. She says a child is very much like a puppy offering and receiving love freely and easily scampering, somewhat mischievous, playful, doing work for approval or a reward, but doing as little as possible. Most important, being carefree. If a child is like a puppy, you were not a child. I mean, so what's really important to realize here is that uh, for those of us who, you know, really did not have a carefree childhood, when you're six and seven and eight and 10 and 15 or whatever, so concerned for the household and worrying about younger siblings and maybe even caretaking, not just physically, but emotionally, a parent, by the time you get to, to real adulthood, you're exhausted. 
because you didn't even have that whole carefree time of getting to be a little golden retriever puppy and, you know, doing as little as possible and being distracted by every lovely shiny object around and just playfully chasing it and exploring it and just learning from it and watching it and whatever. And what's really important here is to realize that, you know, people say, oh, kids are resilient, kids are resilient. Thankfully, kids are resilient. And that said, these seeds that are planted early do have an impact on on us as grown-ups and really need to be worked through in order to fully enjoy, you know, phase two, three, four, five, or whatever we're going up to with adulthood because that inner child, that inner five-year-old who was so worried about mommy or daddy or mommy and mommy, that inner eight-year-old who was caretaking her younger sibling, that inner nine-year-old who was caretaking a mom who passed out, that inner 10-year-old who was worried about their parents' marriage, all of that, all those seeds planted, you know, grew into something. And, of course, there's some positives in this with resilience and everything else, but that inner child often gets gets stuck to a certain degree and, and, or, and or shaped in a way that leads to, you know, certain behavioral patterns in adulthood, which is what we're going to talk about, you know, for... Uh, the rest of the time. So this is a good this is a good start. Uh, if everybody is listening, um, I hope it's working for you. And if you are listening, there's a reason. And give yourself a big, huge pat on the back for being for having the courage, having the courage to to look at this stuff, which might seem really scary to you. And that said, this is informational only. These podcasts not meant to be in the place of any professional treatment. Um, but yeah, you are courageous. And uh, I'm happy and proud of everyone who is listening. Thank you for being here. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from Northern Vermont. Have a mindful day.